So today's story for all ages, the day you begin, reminds us that no matter what our age, whether we are going to a first day of kindergarten, joining a new book club, or stepping into a new leadership position for the first time, we might feel nervous, might worry about not fitting in, or even fear that people might hurt our feelings with their comments. In the story, we learn the importance of cultural humility, cultural values, cultural differences, and similarities. We learn that illusions of separateness can melt away with a smile. We also learn that every time we step into a room, into a new situation, we have expectations, and the people there have expectations of us. On every page in the book, there is a ruler hidden in beautiful illustrations, a metaphor for all the ways we measure ourselves against other people. The author of the book, Jacqueline Woodson, says that when we walk into that room, we sometimes forget how fabulous and amazing we are and that the people in the room should be happy and grateful for our presence. So let's just take a moment to look around and notice the beautiful faces the amazing presence of everyone in the sanctuary and at home. Isn't it beautiful to be in community? We are fabulous and amazing indeed, and the universe has conspired to bring us together. So recently, two different people approached me at different times. One said, well, we have very high expectations of you, you know. <laughs> Later, someone else said, we have very low expectations because of our recent history. <laughs> to both, I replied, well... I have very high expectations of myself and of this community. I believe that I was called to be your minister because this community has very high standards indeed and that my credentials and expertise make for a good match. Don't you think? Yes. <laughs> I have very high expectations because you deserve them. That's right. Because I believe in you, in us. And I want to journey with you so that together we can make our dreams and aspirations come true. You have been brave, creative, resilient, and have thrived despite the many challenges and losses that you have experienced. Despite disappointments, broken promises, you have remained strong and focused on the collective well-being of this congregation rather than on your own particular preferences. I have high expectations that together we can break the silence, 
that we can have hard conversations that need to happen in order to heal and move forward. I believe that together we can repair the trust that has been broken, that we can dream new dreams, strengthen already existing programs, and build for the future so that the new generations can inherit a legacy of courage and unconditional love. I've learned from author Brene Brown that courage comes from the Latin word core, which means heart, and stands for the ability to open your heart and show what lives inside. The good and the not so good. It's the ability to tell your story with your whole heart. You show up just as you are. It takes courage to show your true self, to be vulnerable, to open your heart and really see someone in all their humanity with all their imperfections. True courage comes when we decide to take a risk without knowing the outcome. It means showing up and letting yourself be seen despite that risk. When we show up in this way, we open ourselves up to connection, really deep, meaningful connections. It does take courage to look inside ourselves and to admit that we have made mistakes, that we are imperfect. Surprise! It takes courage to say, I love you first, to say, I'm sorry first. Brene Brown says that in our culture, we equate vulnerability with weakness. Vulnerability is absolutely at the core of fear and anxiety and shame and very difficult emotions that we all experience. And vulnerability is also the birthplace of joy, of love, of belonging, and creativity of faith. Let me repeat that. I think that is so important. Vulnerability is also the birthplace of joy, of love, of belonging, of creativity, and faith. And what is faith but to do something when there are no guarantees? It takes courage and self-compassion to look inside ourselves and see ourselves as beautifully and perfect beings, always searching for human connection. Having the courage to be imperfect makes for wholehearted people, people with empathy and compassion, compassion for others as well as ourselves. And we know that fear doesn't magically disappear. Conquering fear takes time. Like any spiritual practice, it needs to become a daily ritual, opening up a little bit more each time. That choice to move forward even in the face of fear is transformative. In that transformation, we become aware of our presuppositions, assumptions, and expectations. We become aware of what we fear and change itself can cause fear, aging, illness, losing a loved one, fear of the next stage of the pandemic, 
fear of being alone, fear of the unknown, fear of the new. So today I invite us to leave the measuring tape aside, get rid of the rulers, and remember that we are all worthy of trust. We are all worthy. We are worthy of trust and love. That beyond measurable expectations, we are bound together by our covenantal faith. We have chosen to journey together to create a shared ministry. We covenant to treat one another with the utmost respect and compassion. This covenant should not feel like a burden, but a gift and a source of joy. This covenant reminds us that we are worthy of a bright future. We are worthy of joy and love in abundance. Today, we mark a new beginning by looking into each other's eyes and seeing there not a stranger, but in the Mayan way of being, what they call in Lakesh. In Lakesh, I am your other self. I am your other self. You are my other self. Take a moment. Look into the eyes of the person sitting next to you. Tell them, you are my other self. I am your other self. Thank you. Thank you. My dear seminary colleague, Valerie Kaur, filmmaker, attorney, and author of the book, See No Stranger, shares a creation story rooted in the Sikh faith. It's the story of Guru Nanak, the first teacher of the Sikh faith. Five centuries ago, a young man by the name of Nanak lived in a village in Punjab where there was terrible violence between Muslims and Hindus. One day, Nanak disappeared by the river for three days, and the people thought he was dead. But he emerged on the third day to proclaim a new truth and a new vision of the world. We are one. Ik Onkar. We are one. He began singing love songs to the divine and to express his love for everyone around him. He saw people with new eyes, with the eyes of love. He saw everyone as a part of himself that he did not know yet. I see no stranger, said Guru Nanak. I see no enemy. This was the beginning of the Sikh faith, which did away with separating people according to caste, inviting those labeled untouchables to sit at the table and share a meal during worship. Guru Nanak taught that we all have how my, a voice within ourselves that projects an illusion of separateness from one another. How my resides in a bowl that holds our individuality. But when we quiet our minds with music or meditation, those boundaries begin to melt away. The bowl breaks, and then we can taste the sweetness 
of our interconnectedness. In this new beginning, so filled with great expectations, I invite us to start looking at ourselves and each other with new eyes, with the eyes of love. And I ask for you to think about and let me know later, what are your expectations of yourself in our shared ministry? How do you measure faith? How do you want to begin this new chapter in the life of this community? What are your fears? What needs healing and repair? What brings you joy? We have a choice. We have been given a new opportunity, the blessing actually, to meet in a place of openness and acceptance, a brave space. I invite us to begin making room, meeting each other with curiosity and generosity, meeting on that proverbial field that the poet Rumi envisioned. He said, out beyond ideas of wrongdoing and rightdoing, there is a field. I will meet you there. Amen to that baby saying, amen and hallelujah. Beloveds, today we begin together. Let us covenant to remember that the work of this church belongs to all of us. Let us remember that we are beautifully imperfect humans that can falter. Let us recognize that we bear a responsibility in our mutual material welfare and spiritual development. Let us covenant to collaborate in our common growth as a community of faith. Let us declare our trust and love for each other time and time again. Now we begin our shared journey. Now we strive to put into practice our principles and together renew our commitment to working for peace and justice in our hearts, in our homes, in our community, in our nation, in the world. Let us covenant to remember to recall us to our best selves when we fall short of honoring our covenant of right relationship. Before us is the road, open a mutual quest toward a greater understanding of spiritual practices that encourage us to bring our whole selves. My mentor, Reverend Clyde Grubbs, bless my ministry with these words. Remember always that in ministry, we do nothing alone. Our ministry is always enhanced, deepened, and empowered by our colleagues and our congregations, by the power of shared ministry. Remember who you are. Remember your rootedness in the wisdom of this earth. And remember that you submitted yourself to extensive training. You are a doctor of theology, as if I could forget. I charge you, he said, to remember all of those gifts, not because of the certificates, because of the experience, because of the training that lets you know that there is power in sharing your story. Know that you are wise. 
affirm your power, affirm your wisdom, stand in love, in connections, listen to the voices of those who have gone before. The wisdom of the ancestors is a gift to you and a gift for you to share with others. And listen, and listen to the wisdom from the traditions of other people as well. For their perspectives help us understand our own and give death to our souls. So listen to those who you share ministry with. Listen with an open heart and critical awareness. Listen with compassion. For you are a caring heart. Listen also with an eye towards empowerment because equipping others with the capacity to change their world multiplies the caring hearts to a chorus. Beloved, next year at this time, my prayer and my hope is that we will be celebrating my installation ceremony as your called settled minister. My prayer and my hope is that that ritual will make visible our mutual covenant, our promises to each other. Beyond measuring tapes, evaluation forms, and rulers, how will we measure the next year in our shared ministry? How will we measure our trust, our love, our teamwork, our resilience, our creativity, our joy, as well as the challenges to communicate clearly, compassionately, to become more and more inclusive, to be brave and to raise our voices when injustice threatens our core values? How will we measure the courage of being vulnerable and sharing our stories so that we may be seen, heard, held, and embraced? Beloveds, may we measure our time together in love, always in love. Amen. Five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred minutes. Five hundred twenty-five thousand moments so dear. Five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred minutes. How do you measure? Measure a year. In daylights? In sunsets? In midnights and cups of coffee, in inches, in miles, in laughter, in strive, in 525,600 minutes. How do you measure a year in the life? How about love? How about love? Measure in love. Seasons of love. Measure your life in love. Always in love. Amen. Ashe and blessed be.